Good morning. It's good to have each and every one of you here, and especially having Frank and Carolyn Monaco here this morning is such a thrill, and we appreciate that so very much. Things are not right when they're not here. It's, when anybody is not here, it's no good. And Norcel and Maricel, it's good to have you here today. It, uh, they are having to work quite a bit, and they're here just as much as they possibly can be. And so we appreciate that. But there's a cloud over us today because Dion has lost his mother. Is Dion holding up all right? It's hard. Life is hard. Somebody said that life is hard and then we die. And that's about the truth. And so what joy we can get out of this life, we need to get it while we're here. But looking forward to that which is coming, to that eternal life that we have. And one of the things people ask, how do you deal with people after they have died, whether they are Christians or not? What's going to happen is right. They're in God's hands. And that I take comfort in. I don't care who it is, that they are in God's hands. So we praise God for that. I'll get into the lesson because we don't have too many here today and I don't want to throw out too many bales of hay. Charity that pleases God. In Matthew, the sixth chapter, verses one through four, it says, beware of practicing your righteousness. And I would like to say that the word righteousness there is translated in some manuscripts as righteousness and in some manuscripts is tra uh, translated as alms. I believe that righteousness is probably the correct one for the simple reason that Jesus is saying that we our righteousness is to exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. So he says, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. A lot of people give to charitable, charitable causes, whether individuals or organizations. They give to churches. They give a lot. And certainly when we're talking about our righteousness, that everything that we do should be a gift towards God. And he is saying, we need to ask God if what we're doing, what our giving is, what we are displaying before others, is it pleasing to God? That's really what he's, his point is in this whole thing. Is the way that you are doing things, is it right with God? I had the privilege of going and having breakfast with my son and my grandson. And we go to Santa Clarita when we do that. 
and it was up there, and we had a great breakfast, and we enjoyed each other and so on, and next to our table was setting some servicemen, and they were having breakfast. And of course, it was a great day because it was the day that John paid for it all. <laughs> John is getting the check, and he whispered something to the, the uh, waitress, and I pretty well knew what he had said. And he said, put their check on mine. And it wasn't that John was trying to get attention because supposedly they wouldn't even know who had done it. But it was to let them know that they were appreciated for what they did for our country or do for our country. And God says, if you do it in the right way, this is great. If you do it in the wrong way, it will give you a reward, but it's not the kind of reward that is going to last. So there's a way that you can give and the reward will last, and a way that you can give and the reward will just only go by, for the praise of men. Some forms of giving are displeasing to God. And that's what he's saying in this. That there is a, a form of giving that God is very displeased with because it is all about you. The Pharisees, for example, it says the Pharisees standing by himself, Luke 18, 11, 12, the Pharisees standing by himself prayed, Thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. I am a marvelous individual, God. When you, All I'd have to do is compare myself to the guy next door to me and that guy's over there, and we know he's a terrible sinner. And I look around me, and I see what everybody does. And compared to them, I'm really an upright guy. I'm a guy that, God, aren't you pleased with me? And God, in that little bitty thing, says, oh, boy, you've missed the whole boat the guy over there that you're talking about, he is justified and you're not. How much you to think this morning about your giving? And I'm not talking about money, although it's included. I'm talking about everything that you do and questioning why you do it. He's pointed out in Luke eleven forty two, but woe to you, to you Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love of God. These ought you to have done without neglecting the others. So he says the very tiny things you're to do. But he says get the big things too. These big things, love, justice, all these things, he said you ought to take care of that. And then, certainly, you ought to add these other things. But the whole thing is based upon your attitude. 
And if your attitude is wrong in your giving, the whole thing is thrown off. If you've ever noticed, people have a tendency that when they do things, they want to be noticed. They want to be appreciated. And all of us want to be appreciated, but some of us, we really reach out and say, why didn't they say anything about it? Why didn't they do anything about it? And it gets to be a personal thing that's about us. And God said this ought to be something between you and God. The service that we do in the church, this is between God and me. Now, if you see the good things, that's great. And we're going to talk about that a little bit too. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says our righteousness must exceed the Pharisees' righteousness. And so in our reading this morning, he shows the charity that pleases God. And charity comes, I don't think that there's a better word for love than charity. Charity is the greatest word that there is in the Bible about love. Because it shows that benevolent attitude that we ought to have. So in Matthew 6, 1 through 4, as I said, some manuscripts are translated alms. Some are translated as righteousness. And I believe that certainly he is saying here, I want your righteousness and everything that you do to be directed towards God and that God may be glorified in this. So there's a basic principle that we have. And that basic principle is give not to be seen of men. Have you ever watched somebody out in public when they pray at a table? When they're getting ready to eat, they pray. And I think that's great if they're doing it for the right reason. I think it is horrible if they're doing it so that other people will see. So that this, we, we're sitting here and we want them to notice just how holy and how righteous and how wonderful we are. And hope that somebody comments, boy, you are really, really something. Your religion just stands out. I think that that's the wrong reason. I remember going with a bunch of preachers one time. It was crowded and there was people all around and had a whole table of preachers. And this fellow said, Brother Malir, would you say the prayer? And he said, no. He said, I've already said mine. You go ahead. <laughs> In other words... <laughs> He didn't have to be vocal about it. He didn't have to show off to anybody. He just had said his prayer to God. Does this mean that we're to completely avoid being seen of men? Well, no. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So what I do, I want it to be known that the reason why I'm doing it is because I realize 
that God has blessed me. You know, I used to give things to my kids. And oh, I enjoyed giving things to my kids. They enjoyed me, I enjoyed them, and certainly they came and their thrill and hugging me and everything was wonderful. But the one thing in giving that I tried to teach my children is the reason why I can give is because God has blessed us so much, given me so much, that really when it comes down to it, God is giving to you because he has affected my heart in such a way that I want to give this to you. And it draws us closer together because it draws us closer together to God. That that is the whole idea of giving. That's the whole idea of what we're to do. When I talk to my neighbor, the whole idea is not to argue with him, not to fight with him, not to get into it over religion as such, but rather to convert that individual to see what Jesus wants him to do. That should be my motive. Usually, we go away mad because we can't agree. I don't have to agree with anybody, and they don't have to agree with me. The point is that we're to get out what God said and let them make the decision. God didn't say, Mason, you go out and you bring in the souls. He said, Mason, you go out and preach the gospel and I will give the increase. God is the one that gives the increase. It's not Mason. So we say, boy, what a great soul winner he is. Well, the great soul winner is God and his son, Jesus Christ. So it means to do your good deeds, but not to do it in order to be seen of men. We either get praise for God or ourselves. And that's what he's saying. He's saying, I want you to figure out whether this is to get praise for you. Because when I give you something, if I give Gary $1,000, I really hope that he tells everybody else. And I'm sure he would if I gave him $1,000. This can, do you, I don't know if you know it, but there are people in this congregation that help so many other people that nobody ever knows about. And we have that going on in this congregation. I know it because I accidentally found it out through the person that received the blessing. And there's consequences for ignoring these basic principles. One of those is you're going to lose your reward from God. Now think about that. If I lose my reward from God, I've lost it all. God says, I'm going to reward you. You know, the Bible says if you lend to the poor, that you lend to God. And God says, I will bless you if you do it for the right reason. So this takes a lot of looking at me and saying, what is the purpose in me doing what I'm doing? And that is very hard to separate sometimes because there is within man the desire to be recognized for what I've done 
by other people. And then there is the desire in me to be recognized by God because this is the way my God has treated me. And sometimes it gets confusing as to why you're doing something. So this is why it says to test yourself whether you're in the faith or not. And that leads, look at the word of God. Is the purpose I'm doing this for the right reason? And the other is that the only reward is praise from men. When I preach a sermon, somebody says, you know, that was a good sermon. That makes me feel good. And unless Philip is telling me well, that was the worst sermon I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you feel good when somebody says you, you did a good job. But you wonder afterwards, did I do it from my heart and did I do it to give glory to God. That is hard to establish sometimes, especially when you first start preaching. Because you're wanting to please the audience and you're wanting to please God, but sometimes the audience wins out over God. And so when I finish up, I can say, you know, I didn't do a very good job this morning. And it's because I remember that I should have said this, I should have said that, I should have. But then I asked myself, did I really do it to praise God? And I hope and pray that every sermon that I preach, that's the purpose. So charitable deeds. In Matthew 6, 2 and 4, thus when you give to the needy, Sound no trumpet. And by the way, this trumpet is not this kind of a trumpet. It was a trumpet. It was a, a box that they held out and they had the money in it. And they would rattle that thing as they'd go along. They were going to give a lot of money. And in fact, when I was in, in Kansas, one fellow, he didn't come to church much, but he'd sent $50 every week. And the church didn't want to do anything about his attendance, but because he sent $50 a week. God doesn't care how much money you're giving. God does care why you're giving. And he wants you to give only if you're doing it from your heart. If you're not doing it from your heart, if you're not giving, I'm going to tell you, and you can give, then something's wrong in your heart. But if I'm giving because I love God, I love the people of God, I love the gospel of God, I love all of that, and that's why I'm giving, God says that's great. When you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. The reward that you get from that is the praise of men. Now, how long does that last? How long does it last when men give you praise? Just that short little time. And you feel good because they feel good about you. And we don't even consider God. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing 
so that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. What he is saying in all of this is he's saying what not to do. He says, don't be an actor who advertises. They used to tell me, if you're going to a doctor, try not go to a doctor that advertises. And I think that's a pretty good thing that his reputation is built by the people that he has and they, by their word, tell other people that he's a great doctor. And this is the same idea here that many people go through and they, they do the action. Have you ever noticed something that God said about giving? And I'm not, I'm not arguing about this. I'm just pointing something out. God says that you're to give as you prosper. When am I to give as I'm prospered? What if I only get prospered once a year? then I ought to give once a year. What if I get prospered once a month? Then I ought to give once a month. What if I get prospered every week? I ought to give every week. It becomes very simple if I just take the word of God and do, but I'm worried about what others are going to think when I don't put anything in the contribution. If you notice today, if you look very closely, Paige didn't put one dime in the contribution. <laughs> and the reason why is she didn't prosper this week. When she prospers, she puts in. When she doesn't, she doesn't. I'm fortunate and I prosper every week and so I can put in every week. So I look at this, what did God say because I worry about what other people are going to think in the congregation about my giving. I hope I can explain to everybody that I only get paid once a month. That's why I give once a month. So I live, the whole thing is around, am I doing it to please God? And man seems to need praise. Why is that? I'll tell you honestly, I love it when my wife says, oh, I'm so proud of you. I like that. And I think all of you like that when somebody praises you because that's the way they see you. But do I need this for me to go on? That's the question. If I know God is pleased with me, do I have to please you? Now, if I do please you, that's wonderful. But what if you never say anything to me? What if you never say, Mason, you do a good job, you work hard, and at 82 years old, I do work hard. I don't work as hard as I used to, except I'm working harder than I used to because it's now work and it used to not be work if that made sense. The whole thing comes down. Why do I need the praise of men if I know God is pleased with me? That says it all. And it means that the giving is all about you. When you give a gift, 
Have you ever noticed it's rude not to say thank you? Did you know that? Some people don't know that. It's rude not to say thank you. But how does that affect your relationship with that person if they don't say thank you? You ask yourself that question. If it pleases God, that should be sufficient. If it is just about my feelings, it's the wrong giving. So we talk about the charity that pleases God. In Matthew 6, 3, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. This eliminates praise from others and also praise of self. I don't need any praise from you or me to validate why I'm doing it. How do you develop this kind of giving? And I'm going to suggest this because this is a habit that you get into. You give so often it becomes second nature. I'm used to giving. If you're not used to giving, it's hard to give. It's hard to give if you're not used to giving. If I'm used to giving, if I do that all the time, if I'm regular on this basis, then it becomes something that is of second nature. It's like going to church. And when I say going to church, I'm talking about this image. One of the things that I can tell you about these two up here is when they can't come, they can't come. Did everybody understand that? When they can't come, they can't come. When Jeannie can't come, Jeannie can't come. Now, some people don't come and use excuses, but they can come. And you have to figure out, do I love this so much that I've made it a habit that when the doors are open, I'm going to be there. When the doors are open, I'll be there. When the doors are open, I'll be there. Or I've made up my mind that there's some services I don't want to make. That's up to you. You make it a habit. You're giving. You make it a habit to where that habit becomes an addiction. Follow me there? The habit becomes an addiction. And when you're addicted to something, it is really missed when you don't do it. I can tell you that there's people, there are people here that if they were not here Sunday morning, they would feel very badly. They're addicted to it. And that's what I want to get in my life is an addiction to pleasing God and to loving my brethren the way that I ought to love them. Jesus is not condemning all public giving. In Acts 2, 44 and 45, 
And all who believed were together and had all things common, and they were selling their possessions and belonging and distributing the process to, proceeds to all as any had need. So they're coming, and everybody sees that. Everybody knows it. But that's not why they're doing it. They're doing it because the brethren are in trouble. The brethren need the help. That's why I'm doing this, and that's why I'm doing it, because God wants me to do that. So the public giving is not wrong. And it's not wrong to know what somebody's giving. What is wrong is when I give for the wrong reason. Over in Acts, the fourth chapter, verse 34 through 37, there was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them, brought the proceeds of what was sold, laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now I want you to see, if you went on to the next chapter, that there were a couple that came in there and they said, we sold our property. And they said, did you sell it for this much? And they said, yeah, we did. And they died. Do you remember that? This guy gave the money he had. While the money is yours, it's up to you to do what you want. Don't, you don't have to lie, and many times we lie in public so that people will think highly of us. Any giving that requires publicity is wrong. I don't have to advertise. Keep your benevolence between you and God, and you should not care if people know or don't know. I don't care if they know what I give. Everybody here knows I give a check every Sunday, right? Somebody says, how much do you give? I'll be happy to tell you. Some people have an idea that the Bible says that what you give to the church, nobody else is supposed to know. That's a bunch of baloney. How in the world can elders oversee a congregation if they don't know what you give? I'm just going to ask the elders that. How can you possibly know that you are feeding the flock properly if the flock is not giving properly? And it's not the amount that they're looking at. What they want to know is are you giving by faith? If you don't have income, don't give. That's fine. If you do, then give by faith. That's all the elders ever want to know. You get a reward for proper giving. Sometimes it's right here on this earth. Blessed is the one who considers the poor, Psalm 41, 1 through 3 says. Blessed is the one who considers the poor in the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies, and the Lord sustains him on his sickbed, in his illness. You restore him to full health. 
There are physical blessings that come from God for this, but that's not the main reason. It's for sure you will get your reward when we stand at the judgment seat of Christ. I heard of a man one time was by his wife's bed and she was in a coma and had been for years. And every day he was by her side. And the nurse said, why do you come here every day? She doesn't even know you're here. He said, I do and God does. I do and God does. That's the answer. That's the answer to whole giving. In Ecclesiastes 12, 14, for God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. So it's going to come out one day. Some people think that the judgment day is just going to happen like that. No, the coming of Christ is going to happen like that. The judgment. The wicked are already judged, but they are going to be turned away for a reason. And God said the reason why is I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was naked and you didn't feed me. I was in jail and you didn't visit me. And the others, he says, because you did these things, you get to go to heaven. So God knows and he's going to judge us. And these secret things are going to come out in that day. And in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Ah, to have God say, you were charitable, you were good. That's all the reward I want. That's the lesson. That's the lesson. I want to know, are you a charitable giver? Have you given the first needy thing, and that is your heart? Have you given your heart to God? Do you love God with all of your heart? Do you love your neighbor as yourself? And have you obeyed the gospel? You can do that today. The baptistry's ready. You can obey the gospel right now. So won't you come while together we stand and sing.